It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's our Friday, which means it's Monday here on Sports by the Book. Happy to be with you at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White alongside Vinny Maliola. Look at what are you doing in the studio today? Listen, it's Monday and it's a Vegas Friday. So we have a different <laughs> a different calendar, as you know, in our world. Good to be with you two. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Outstanding. Good job all weekend long. Well done. But a lot of winners in, at this desk over the weekend. Yeah. I mean, the Giants did their best to blow that game. They didn't, <laughs> thankfully. The Broncos did Broncos. their best to blow their game. I did see some pacing through the uh, studio I, glass. I, I pace all the time. <laughs> Whenever, if I'm watching games in here, it's always always a pace. It doesn't matter what it is, uh, Vincenzo. Uh, well, hey, it's, uh, it's a Snoopy Bowl this week in, uh, in our neck of the woods. So uh, it'll be a lot of fun. The Snoopy Bowl? Oh, the... Uh, yeah, the, the Jet Giants. The Jets... Uh, the Jets actually a favorite in week eight. That's right. For the first time this year. That's right. We'll get to Against that. Against those G-men. Get to that a little bit later on the show and throughout the week. Vinny, mm-hmm. so let's just start with the weekend that w- was starting on Saturday. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, but not for a very long time. Uh, Ohio State wins and covers. And that started what was a very peculiar day in college football where North Carolina Lost outright as a, as a three-score f- favorite. Washington, very lucky to win that game. Mm-hmm. Didn't come close to covering the 28 that it closed at. Oregon, they didn't cover either. It was a very peculiar day across the college football landscape. Uh, how does that usually, when it's weird like that, is that usually a good thing for you guys behind the counter, or is it usually a better thing for the betters? Well, it's it depends. You know, betters are much more educated today than in, in years past. So it's not just a, uh, you know, a, a a matter of the casual fans and the general public just betting favorites, right? Um, I mean, the only real, when you look at it, uh, and we'll talk about the, the teams in the playoff picture, right? Um, you know, Michigan took care of business. They did what they had to yes, do. Yes, they did. Um, but, you know, there there are times when people grab numbers and they'll, and they'll bet dogs. I mean, we had a, we had an okay day Saturday. I mean, it was, it was back and forth all day. And the last uh, couple of few Saturdays have kind of been that way. So... Um, the good thing is that it's a matter of churn, right? So we we it, our economics are pretty simple. I mean, we take the, the, the folks that did not win, win bets, and we pay we take that money and we pay the winning tickets. And you know the the whole percentage in the book is is not what it is in other parts of the casino. Obviously, slots and table games they drive the revenue, but we help drive the traffic with uh, by making. The, the property a complete resort. So again, uh, it's about churn. It worked. It worked out good. Some days are are better for the house. Some days are better for the uh, uh, for the betters. Um, and when they are, you accept that. Uh, you pay people with a smile and knowing that uh, they're gonna they're gonna reinvest. So it kind of it went back back and forth uh, on Saturday, Alex. How about yesterday? I saw that a lot of the public bets have lost. Or lost yesterday, mm-hmm. but how did that pan out for you guys? Yesterday was actually a better day uh, b- because you know it was a little deceiving. Uh, you know, we we all year long we have th- there has been Raider money that showed. Yesterday we needed the Raiders, and of course that was a, a big game uh, for the public. You say how how could that be? Well, look, you know what? Um, I I think people just not Raider fans, but Raiders, but they. You know, everybody else, they were like, wait a second, we're going to, you know, Raiders going on the road and, and, and being, being a favorite like that. With Brian Hoyer I mean, at quarterback. And they, uh, and, and even going against, you know, you, you're sitting there and you're going, wait, who? Yeah, you know, wait, the, the, the Bears are going with uh, Tyron, say it again. <laughs> Tyson Badgett. Tyson Badgett. I mean, like, wait a second. Meanwhile, this kid, what a what a Cinderella story. Play, play. He was the better quarterback right? in the game. He's the he, best quarterback he, in the game. He was <laughs> he was poised. He was, you know, creative. He did what he had to do. Um, so you know, that game uh uh that game uh, went went the public's way. Uh even though there was a lot of money on the Patriots in parlays uh and teasers, that game actually wound up being okay because it killed every Bills teaser. So, so, that- so yesterday wound up being an, an, uh, a, a pretty good day uh, overall compared to uh, what we had seen in the past. Oh, and yesterday, um, 
you know, uh, Chiefs money had come in through. Uh, uh, they were betting against the Chiefs all season long, uh, so they, uh, you know, they wound up covering yesterday, and that was uh, that was okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I want to let's go back to that New England outright upset of Buffalo yeah. here, Vinny, because I know like before the game, uh, or actually the game after the game's kicked off, Chris uh, came in and chatted for a little bit. Yeah, he said that that looked like that Buffalo was going to be one of the bigger needs, but. When you take into account that, all right, yeah, they bet the Pats, yeah, they took the number down two points on the spread. That's almost all sharper play. That's not taking the Patriots outright. It's just taking them Correct. to win the game, just to cover the number. Mm -hmm. But Buffalo, like you said, in every teaser, yep. in every money line parlay, mm -hmm. and that was probably the best possible result that happened was yep. yes, New England covered, but they won the game outright. So we, you, you got rid of a whole bunch of other uh, favorites, parlays and favorites teasers that were out there yesterday. Yeah. I mean, so when, when that happens, look, you, you know, there was two way in the Falcons Buccaneers game, um, you know, the Browns and Colts, you, you look at that, you know, where, once it was announced that Watson was going to play, there was a lot of, of Browns money that came in. Of course, they wound up winning at the end, uh, but they did not cover. He didn't finish the game. Um, look, there were there were games that kind of took took us by surprise at, when when the results uh, came in. But it was it was okay. It was not a great day, but hey, listen, uh, as you can tell, we're open we're open for business and uh, and heading into tonight. Last night's game was a, was a, was a, a, a lot. Of, there was a lot of business on. Last night, um, two way action last night. Yeah, two way. We I think there was there was more uh, Eagles money towards the end. So yesterday was just and yes and 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 Saturday sometimes you you just have to grind you know and have the juice work for you. That's the that's the benefit of the eleven to ten too, right? We didn't have a games favorites fall three. Remember we said we didn't want any favorites to fall three. You know a couple of these games that were on three yesterday fall three. It's a whole different story, right? Because you're you're going to refund the threes and pay everything. Other than that, either the two and a halves or three and a halves. Yeah, yeah. the the uh, sorry, Alex. That's the, okay. the the, uh, the Browns and the Colts, like you said, that was probably a good result. That Cleveland won, but didn't cover. You knock yeah. out all the the plus money, Indianapolis money. Up. But again, it was not a a banner weekend by any means. It was a, a it was a a, a grind weekend. And uh, again, that's uh, you know when you have eleven to ten going for you and and everything else. Now you know tonight's uh, uh, you know everything is going. There's a lot alive going to tonight for sure. A lot of those threes weren't even close, including the yeah. Ravens. They destroyed the Lions. I imagine you had a lot of people taking the Lions plus three. You know that game. It, it was interesting because we opened it two. They laid two. They laid two, uh, two and a half. Um, overall, you know, it, it was. I would say you know pretty good two way at, at the three. Probably more Lions money came in. Uh, I, I I was surprised that. Full marks to the Ravens, who are now you know really one of the uh, one of the top two teams. I would say in in the AFC. I don't think I'm going out on a limb. I mean they they have they've surpassed the uh, the Bills in terms of the power rating. Um, you know it's it's the Chiefs and them, but um, I I was surprised at how convincingly they beat the Lions because I I said all along that the Lions are never out of a game because they could score. Well, you know what? They couldn't score yesterday. They couldn't really manufacture anything against a terrific Ravens defense. I, I, I'm sure this would be a better question for Chris because it involves his beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> but, Vinny, I just have to ask you, when you're de we dealt with this with Minnesota last year, and Minnesota obviously had that historic year where they won all those close games, had a negative yeah. point differential with 13 wins. The Steelers, the Steelers are 4-2 and two right now, somehow. They're negative 24 point differential. And in first halves, they look like they're barely barely there. And it's just a flip, the flip of the switch in the second half with Pittsburgh. When it's a team like that, that, again, the metrics say they should be underwater. They're not. They're a small favorite, or excuse me, a small underdog at home this week against Jacksonville. Just how do you handle a team in a power ratings like that, that, some may argue it's all smoke and mirrors. Well, it's listen. You 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 adjust. You have your your you know the and the Steelers are you know kind of you know because of their defense, you know they're they're in the top half right of 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 the league because of their defense right. Um, good. Let's face it. They make good adjustments at half right. So yes, you have to do. attribute it to to coaching. 
Um, I think the running back injuries for the Rams yesterday certainly impacted impacted things. But you have to give the Steelers full marks. That game, it was it toggled back and forth. I mean, you know, they laid the three, they took three and a half. Uh, so uh, the game, you know, as long as it didn't fall Rams three, it, it was fine. It was a good two way game. So, uh, but that that was that was just a case of that game. But you've seen seen the Steelers come back in the second half. Uh, with the exception, you know, I think the big surprise, the biggest surprise for the Steelers, I think, is was the game in uh, uh, Houston. I mean, oh, they got destroyed. They got I mean, destroyed in that game. And yeah. they, they, I'm talking about first half, and then the second half too. Was a, was it just a? I mean, if if there was a throwaway game for them, that that would that would be the one I would think, Alex. Not far fetched to say that the AFC North is looking like the best division right now. Well, I mean, top to bottom, absolutely, the whole division is. 500 or better. They're right in play now. for the for a playoff spot. Like if yeah. you if you said which division is going to have multiple playoff teams, you know, obviously you 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 have to start with that division there, right? Because you know, you look at the east, you look at the uh the south and you look at the west, it you know, the, the, everybody like like Alex said, I mean, the worst record is is the Bengals uh, at 3 and 3, right? My expectation right now would be in and I know Vinny, I know you guys don't put up in season to make make miss playoff odds. Uh other books will put that up. That'll be one I'll be curious to see what those numbers are because the way that I look at the AFC right now. The AFC West is Kansas City and nobody else. The Chargers have oh. the talent, but they just can't get out of their own way. The other two teams out there are just not good enough. Uh the AFC South Jacksonville, even though they lost that game to Houston, still feels like a step above everyone else in that division. They're they're the best yeah. power rated team in that division. Yeah, and Houston I just don't think is good enough to go over five hundred. Same deal with Indianapolis. Still still build both you know, both of those two still building. And it looks like, you know, based on today, I mean uh, the Titans yeah, are probably gonna correctly. be sellers, right? Correctly I mean the trade so. they made today with with the Eagles, uh, you know, uh, which you know, only helps the Eagles, and I think they uh, Kevin Byard uh, going to Philadelphia, which is which is big, right? Yeah. So it kind of gives you tips the hand of of what Tennessee is thinking uh, for the remainder of the season, and we'll find out what a week from tomorrow I think is the uh, uh, the trade deadline. A week from tomorrow, Halloween, yeah. is the trade deadline mm-hmm. in the NFL. Uh, and what I was with that at this rate in the AFC, yeah, and in the feel, East, if look, I I've been I I've been on the. Uh, the anti-Buffalo train for, for two years now, basically. And it finally looks like there's something. And Vinny, you and I talked about this, and Alex, we talked about this too. The Buffalo defensive injuries are now rearing their head. And yeah. to give up 29 yesterday to Mac Jones and the Patriots kind of just shows this is not that not the defense we expected it to be. And now with Milano and White out of there, yeah. boy, that is a pretty average defense now. Well, we're going to find out, I think, you know they they have a difficult schedule coming up. Brutal. I mean, um, the whole division does. Look 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 right now on our screen. All those teams have very difficult strength to schedule the rest of them. Yeah, I think there's a chance for two teams to come out of here, uh, out of the AFC East. Um, you know, obviously, you know the Dolphins. Although the Dolphins, they're going to have to beat a quality opponent. They will, right? And Fangio's defense is going to, you know, have to turn into a Fangio defense at some point. Um, so, okay, the Dolphins, and then you know the Bills and the Jets vying. I mean, by the way, and by the way, you know the Bills, eight point favorites last night on the opener against the Bucks. That game is now on hold because there was a report right before I came in the studio that Baker Mayfield is uh, is questionable. Now they're having difficulty oh scoring points as it is. <laughs> In uh, in Tampa, so so that's kind of a wait and see. But uh, after after this game, um, the Bills' uh, point spread is is certainly going to be challenged to be anything close to that number. Uh, and again, it's th- it's that number because it's in uh, uh, Orchard Park, and because uh, Tampa's just having an absolute difficult time scoring points. And for right now, again, like you said, Vinny, off the board, like uh, on hold right now at eight, there's yeah. some eight and a half on that. On mm-hmm. that, that Baker was a DNP at practice today with a knee injury suffered at the end of that game against Atlanta. If Baker's unable to go, Kyle Trask would make his first career NFL start, which would yeah. mean that is a definite pass on Thursday night for me. Or a possible under. Possible. 
possible. Well, that could be touchdowns the other way if Trask. And even with the Bills injuries, you you'll see a higher number in all likelihood. And I have to tell you, I think I'm going to speculate. Not that I have any inside information, or you know, I'm a doctor by any means. I wonder if that knee was hurt before, because really the only time he ran was on that last possession when they tied their last possession when they tied the game, uh, and he scrambled for that uh, that uh, first down. But if you if you look at that game, there were opportunities where I thought he was going to be able to run. He just didn't do it, and so I wonder if that knee was bothering him before uh, that last that last drive. For, for what it's worth, one quick correction on my end on this because it's a Thursday game. There's no like a, there's no official practice for Tampa on the Monday. This is what the estimations. Are, I don't think there'll be a lot of practice. There'll be walkthroughs no, between I, but, now, but right? It's yeah. basically it's an estimation. It's not. It's not an actual practice. The only reason there's even an injury report is because they're playing on Thursday. So yeah. Baker, if there was practice, he wouldn't have practiced today. Same deal with Chris Godwin, who's dealing with a yeah. neck. Uh, and Vita Vea, who, as we know, is an awesome player on that defensive line with a groin. So uh, some bad injury news, at least early in the week. They could still all play, but yeah. short week may make it a little bit more difficult. All right, let's go to the night. Vinny, uh, before we let you go, the last six and a half in the market, is right behind us. Yep. Just went guys. to it right before I came yep. on the air. Um, had a, a, a gentleman bet, uh, uh, I think it was about 20000 He took the uh, the seven with uh, with Minnesota. Now, it looks like McCaffrey is is a go tonight. He's, um, he, he's expected to play. No yep. uh, no Debo Samuel. Um, and a couple of other, you know, I, I'd say, well, key offensive line injuries, too. Uh, yeah, Williams is a, is a big uh, is a big loss, I think, for their offensive line. But look, Correct. we also know that you know Jefferson is is not going to you know he's still out for the uh, for the Vikings too. So um, the McCaffrey one is is the key, and I think the fact that he's playing. So this was this one's going to go back and forth um, at some point. I'm, I'm sure we'll get back uh, probably get back to seven. I would imagine. I would imagine you will. But again, no Williams tonight, no Samuel tonight. Williams is a is a big That's one, a and big Samuel, one. I think you know. Listen, we know that McCaffrey is. You know, I've said it uh, for for this entire season. McCaffrey's and, and Kelsey, probably McCaffrey a little bit more uh, most impactful non quarterback to the numbers because he he can catch the ball out of the backfield. You know, he, he's a, he's a running back and he's a, he's a receiver, right? Um, but when you, if you were to cluster it, you know, with Williams, and and with Samuel, man, that's a that's a pretty significant, uh, you know, a, a multi-point adjustment there. Vinny, it's a pleasure as always. Uh, before we let you through. go, though, Philly's yeah. trailing three-one. Yeah, against the Diamondbacks. Philly money showed today. Not a shock there. And then Game Seven tonight in Houston, where the road team is six and zero. That's Last right. time that's happened in the postseason series, the 2019 World Series, where the road team won all seven of those games. Of course, the Nats winning their first franchise's World Series that year. Uh, I don't know what fell next what to me, that? but I'm all right. Um, Max Scherzer started that game seven for the Nats that day in Minute Maid Park, and now he'll start the game seven tonight for the Texas Rangers. And I think there's a big reason on that is a big reason why the people have bet the Astros today, Vinny. Yeah, I think uh, so. It, both uh, home teams drew, uh, drew uh, betting interest today. And I don't think that's uh, that's a real surprise. So um, by the way, no team, I did hear this today. I don't think a team has ever gone winless at home uh, and gone, gone to the post. Oh, a team that has a losing record, a combined regular season and postseason losing record, has not gone to the World Series. Well, if the Astros do it, they will be the first ones be the first. to do it. And it doesn't matter. And, and weird, you guys, want, you guys want weirdness with the way that this new baseball playoff system is? The Houston Astros were the two seed in the, in the American League. Texas Rangers were the five seed. They had mm-hmm. the same record. Houston won the tiebreakers on Texas. If the Phillies get to the World Series, which they'll be, even if they lose today, they'll still be a good size favorite to they'll do be so tomorrow night. In game seven. If it's the five seeded Rangers mm-hmm. from the American League as their representative, game one will be in Arlington. Correct. If the Houston Astros win game seven tonight and they play the Phillies, game one will be in Philadelphia. Yeah. Figure that one out. I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> let, I'll let you do that. I'll make the numbers. <laughs> uh, Phillies winning the season series against Houston 
but not against Texas. That's why that is the case. All those teams tiebreakers. 90 games this year. Vinny, pleasure as always. Always good to be with both of you. Absolutely. Excellent. Alex and I are going to go through Monday Night Football when we get back. Alex has a bunch of props in this game. (laughs) All right. And uh, you know what? Uh, Maybe a a lot of Alex bets tonight because as of this moment, I only have one thing on this game. I'll tell you what it is and all of Alex's plays. When we get back, Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket riders are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza, plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Welcome back in Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White alongside. We're both happy to be with you here on our Friday for this show, but Monday, of course, on your regular leak, Monday Night Football. Also. Joining us in a little bit also, the host of Punchlines. That'll be You'll fun. You'll be on Punchlines tomorrow, right? Yes, I will. Yes, you will be. Uh, Frank Nicotero, of course, the host right here in this chair that I'm sitting in, noon to one, Monday through Friday. Frank's with us in about 25 minutes, 20 minutes from now. Whenever Frank shows up, he's just going to sit in that chair to the right of Alex. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll, who knows where we'll go with Frank? Yeah. Always, he can go of any which direction. All I know, there'll be at least one joke. I don't know what it will be. But at least one job. He's great. He's done a great job. If you haven't watched his show, make sure you do. It's very entertaining. I've enjoyed it a lot. And he has really, he has great guests. His lineup is fantastic. Um, I feel pretty honored. We, You and I each get to make it once a week. But yeah, Chris Harrison, um, he's got some good people lined up this week. So check it out. Right here on the YouTube channel or if you're in the hotel, right on this channel there right now. Uh, again, here at the South Point Studio. All right. Quick update in there in uh, Philadelphia first before we get to tonight's NFL game. Uh, a three-run second for Arizona. Tommy Pham back in the lineup, a home run, along with uh, Lodis Goriel with a homer as well, an RBI double for Evan Longoria. Really not that much of anything this postseason or this year for that matter, but three in the top of the second right now holding up as the Phillies answered one back on a Brandon Marsh RBI single. But 3-1 right now. Philadelphia trailing in the fourth inning. They're about a dollar eighty across the board tonight. Right now, you're getting a. You want the Phillies? I'm going to get a dollar seventy back if they come back and win. So, when would you think about jumping in on the Phillies? Well, I know our guy Ryan McCormick already took two and a half runs because Ryan McCormick is. Uh, it, it's it's you, Alex. Then it's Ryan and the level of of brains in this studio, uh, with me bringing up the rear behind Sean and Jerry in some order. But Ryan. Ryan, the smart one right now with the two and a half in pocket, which was what? What did, did you get a price on that, or did you have to lay uh, anything on that, Ryan? That's pretty good. Minus one hundred six. Very good. Minus one hundred six plus two and a half down three nothing. Uh, so see Ryan McCormick, uh, the sharp, the sharp behind the glass that you hear on punchlines as well. All right, let's go to tonight's football game, Alex. Yes. Forty ers coming off of 
a perplexing loss last week. And and yeah, I know that there were a ton of injuries in the middle of the game. Williams getting hurt. Debo getting hurt and not returning. McCaffrey hurting his oblique, coming back for one series and then not being able to finish the game. Uh, Purdy finally looked like the guy that a lot of people would have expected out of a Mr. Irrelevant in that game against Cleveland in a 19-17 loss that, to be honest with ourselves, Jake Moody makes the kick. They get away with not playing well last week. So still could have very easily been a win on the road and would have been the last unbeaten team getting to 6-0, but that was not the case, 5-1. They get Minnesota. Alex, I just want to ask you real quick with Minnesota because the Vikings last year, we talked about it, They 13-4, right. negative point differential. Greatest record in the history of the league in one-score games, 11-0. Now this year, they've come back to earth in one-score games, which is what you would expect. Every single game they've played this year has been a one-score game. So they're two and four in one-score games. How do you? How have you handled them in your power ratings? I know it's a little bit different now because Justin Jefferson's hurt. Right. And Justin Jefferson, for a non-quarterback, is, I would imagine, one of the five players in the league that really are offensive skill position players that really matters to the spread. But how do you handle Minnesota with a team that, again, overachieved last year? I would argue this year's team's actually been better so far, but is a two and four record to show for it through six games? That's a great question. And I think I already factored it in them mm-hmm. winning those close games. So they weren't that high to start, but. Yeah, I mean, they've dropped down. They're definitely in the middle of my power ratings right now. And I made the number right where it is, minus six and a half, the Niners. And like you mentioned, there's some key factors, some people missing Jefferson out. That goes to their side. And then Debo's worth about a point. Trent Williams is worth about a point and a half on that side. But the Niners should be getting back a key opponent to their defense. So that brings them back to a point, and that is uh, Greenlaw. We should see him back there. So, yeah, it's been really tough. It, it's it's tough to know what to do with this Vikings team. Minnesota is a six-and-a-half-point underdog behind us. Everywhere else, this number is seven. Now it's juice on the underdog, except in one book that has seven, seven minus ten both sides. Uh, mostly seven even out there on Minnesota if you want to take the whole seven. But I, I will say this for the night. The only thing that I like in this game is the Brock Purdy interception. Good plus money, about $1.50 on the take back on that. Now, Purdy had thrown some ducks before last week where he finally was picked off uh, by Cleveland in that game. Uh, Dallas obviously played great. The Giant game, he should have thrown at least three interceptions, but the Giants were like, no, thank you. We're just not going to catch the ball. But even with a Minnesota defense that, to me, is not has been pretty pedestrian. This is just what they are. They were bad last year. They've improved slightly this year to move from bad to mediocre. But I do think without Trent Williams there, there will be more pressure from this Minnesota defense tonight against the Niners with a backup at left tackle. And when you lose one of the five best left tackles in football, it's going to show. So that's the only thing that I have tonight is a Brock Purdy interception. I couldn't get there on either side. Because Purdy could throw an interception and San Francisco could still roll. Or could Minnesota play a close game here and find the luck box and all of a sudden pull an upset? Nothing would surprise me on the on the side or the, or the total tonight. That's why I only went to that prop with Purdy getting a nice little plus price on the interception thrown. I do like that prop a lot, especially because the Vikings, they are blitzing more than any team yep. in the league. So you're right. No Trent Williams, pressure on him, and... You know, Dan- Danielle Hunter, he has the most sacks tied with T.J. Watt for the Vikings. So, yeah, we'll see what we get from him. They only, I, I do have a prop, as you mentioned, but I didn't play a side in this, but I did play the under. I got under 44, and I also have under 22 in the first half. And that is with them both missing key opponents to their offenses. And then we know how good this San Francisco defense is, Vikings put more pressure on Brock Purdy. I thought the under was the best play in that one. Under the play here. Right now, that total from 45 to 43 and a half is the way that's moved. There is some 44 that just repopped. So, uh, you know, not surprising. No. People coming in on the over on a, on a primetime game uh, with Minnesota and San Francisco. Again, now one in Minneapolis tonight. We'll keep you updated as these lines come through. We'll also get Frank's thoughts on the game tonight. 
when he comes in in about 15 minutes' time. Going to baseball tonight, Alex. I already mentioned this earlier. I'm on Houston. Betted last night before the whole barrage came in on, on, on the Astros here. The South Point has the best price of anywhere on the planet right now. And minus 125 on Houston if you want to take the Strohs tonight. Uh, plus 115 on the take back for the Texas Rangers. Christian Javier has been incredible so far this postseason and his entire postseason career. Max Scherzer, not good in his Game 3 start after coming back from an injury. And, you know, there and one of two things is happening tonight for Scherzer, who over the last two years in big spots has, for a guy who is a first ballot Hall of Famer, multi-time Cy Young, one of the best pitchers of this era, has not had it in big spots the last two years. Obviously, the biggest spot you can get is a Game 7. One of two things is happening. He's either getting lit up and he's not making it through three innings and Houston's going to roll here tonight, or Scherzer's going to be dominant and this is going to be a 1-1, nothing-nothing game late into this one because the way Javier has pitched this postseason, there is no reason to think that anything's going to change on his end. Well, I hope it's the second because I did go under five in the first five. So I'm anticipating him having a much better showing than that first showing in game three. And I didn't get there with the Astros because you just can't ignore the numbers and how they have played at home. At home team. 0-3 at home in this series. uh, I think we're going to have a good game. I mean, we usually do in game sevens, but I looked at the under and I I thought five was was pretty high, so under five in the first five. So this was interesting last night. There was some 10 that popped in, which for a game seven is ridiculously high because everyone is supposedly available in a game seven. Right. And if someone doesn't have it, they're getting yanked immediately. So, like, again, like, if sure, it would be one big inning that would KO Scherzer potentially. I don't mind the under five first five because I don't think if, if – even though he could give up a four spot in an inning, once that happens, he's done. He's not going to be allowed to continue. Uh, and Javier, I expect to be solid. And you mentioned exactly. the home thing, home team, real quick. Vinny mentioned it earlier. No home team, no team with a losing home record, regular season and postseason put together, has ever played in a World Series. The Astros are underwater, thirty-nine and forty-two during the regular season, and so far in this postseason, one and four in the in the home games. So that's forty and forty-six in 86 home games so far this year, which is astounding for a team that through this run has been a great home team, oh, yeah. a really good home field advantage in Houston. And here we are in a game seven, <laughs> an under 500 team at home. Uh, even though there was good news for the Strohs today, uh, Brian Abreu with that whole fracas that happened in the eighth inning of game five, they did uphold the two game suspension, but it'll be suffered in game one and game two. Of the 2024 regular season. So no worries about his availability tonight. No avail- no availability questions if the Astros get through tonight and play either the Phillies or the Diamondbacks in the World Series. So that, again, I don't think he should have been suspended. I don't think he should have been ejected. I don't think uh, Adalas Garcia should have been ejected in Game 5. But once the umpires made that mistake, the suspension was the next logical step. But I'm happy baseball at least held it off for next year because taking out a top-notch reliever like Abreu in a Game 7 or a World Series game, that just wouldn't have been right. I agree. They got that right. Um, I did hear something interesting today, and that Mm -hmm. was that Bruce Bochy has never lost a Game 7. It checks out. Bochy, of course, is looking to become the first manager ever to make it to the World Series with three teams. Made it with San Diego in 98. And then the Giants, as we know, wanted – Three times in six years, uh, 2010, 2012, 2014. Uh, and uh, now uh, they're year one in Texas trying to get to the World Series. Uh, you can make that actually even, you can, you can throw in game fives as well uh, for Bochi. Uh, never, never has lost uh, a winner take all scenario because they won the wild card games they were in as well. Uh, the 2014 season where they beat Pittsburgh. And now one and then 2016 when they beat the Mets in Queens. All right. Looking at other things on the board tonight. There's one hockey game. <laughs> there is one hockey game tonight. Montreal on the road at Buffalo. Uh, that better did take Montreal down five cents, Alex, from plus 160 to plus 155. Minus 175 on the Sabres on the take back. Total hasn't moved. Six and a half juiced over. See ya. 
this early in the season, I understand that because this with hockey, you want to try to find some plus money, some underdogs that you think can win outright. And Buffalo, they really haven't had the offensive production that we saw last year. They're still trying to find their rhythm. So I can understand that. I thought that um, minus 170 was a little high. Must have dropped down minus 160. So if I were to look at anything, it would probably be the puck line with the Canadians plus one and a half. You do have to lay minus 150 on that. The total, I think that is correct. That is what I made it. But on the flip side, when you look at their trends and how they've done this year, the Sabres are 4-1 and one to the under. So as I mentioned, offensive production not really there. So I would not be jumping to take that over tonight. Nothing for me. <laughs> Nothing for me in the one game tonight in the hockey slate. Tuesday are the big hockey slate. So I know you and Frank will go through it all 32 teams in action tomorrow. Uh, they're doing ESPN. I know is doing some special thing as well tomorrow, kind of an NHL red zone. Yes, yes. Per se. Uh, but there you go. Uh, right now, uh, the uh, oil the Oilers right now still the betting favorites uh, out of the Western Conference teams and overall. But uh, Connor McDavid out for at least a little bit of time with a lower body injury. So. I would imagine that the Oilers, who power rating-wise now, would go way down without the best player in hockey. Uh, maybe a little bit different, but so far from what I've seen, Vegas, Colorado, kind of in their own league in the Western yep. Conference through the first week and a half of the regular season, Alex. Absolutely. And Vegas, um, five straight wins, first team to do that off of a championship. So it's pretty impressive, but... We don't need any overreactions just yet because we know how long the hockey season is and how many up and downs they will go through. Colorado and Vegas have combined 11 and 0 to begin the season uh, right now. And you throw uh, Boston in there, who of course is coming off the best regular season ever before. Uh, eh, not harsh on this. Choking against the Florida Panthers in the first round last year, up 3 uh, 1. Boston off to another electric start, along with the, uh, the Detroit Red Wings, who are 5 and 1. Very been, a while, been a while since the wings have been good. Uh, I know Hockey Town has been waiting for oh, that yeah. one over the last few years. Uh, I, I will. I do want to bring this up real quick uh, because the NBA season does begin tomorrow. We're not going to be on the air. Frank will be on the air tomorrow, though, on the first day of the NBA season. I do like the Lakers tomorrow night on Banner Night in Denver. Uh, these numbers have been up forever. They've been up for months at some books. Uh, I still think four and a half is good. It opened five at some places. I think four and a half is good on the Lakers. Uh, Banner night, you always can you always get some. Yeah. A, for especially a team that is winning their first, coming in with their first championship and the banner going up for the first time in Denver for the Nuggets, the efforts sometimes are a little bit sloppy, to say the least. And I think the Lakers have a lot, and I know this is weird to say about LeBron and AD and guys who have been there and done that, Lakers kind of have to prove that last year's playoff run was not a mirage. And I think the Lakers are one of the three best teams in the Western Conference coming into the year. I do like the four and a half in that one against the uh, against the Nuggets. The late game, I have absolutely nothing. Phoenix is a one-point favorite in San Francisco to take on Golden State with a total of 235. Uh, I have nothing. I have nothing on that one. Uh, so uh, I know, Alex, no. you're not a big NBA better. Uh, but, uh, it's, hey, it's uh, another... All four professional sports will be in action uh, later this weekend. It's crazy. It's it's the best time of the year. We constantly say it, but October, so much fun. We got football, we got MLB playoffs, and now uh, hockey and NBA both kicking off. Also, looks like, uh, how about this real quick, uh, that uh, Giannis may have scooped Woj and, and, and Shams here real quick on this. Uh, and now it is definitely through because... Giannis tweeted it first, and then Woj and Shams couldn't be left out. Giannis has signed a three-year extension. His contract was going to expire at the end of this year. Uh, three years, 186. So that is, uh, that is great news for the Bucks, and kind of shows that going out and making that deal for Damian Lillard probably got this thing across the finish line. So Giannis is going to stay in Milwaukee and at least shut down those rumors that he could be going to New York, L.A. I know Ryan was hoping for Chicago. That wasn't going to happen. Uh, but uh, but in the end, Giannis stays. Bucks right now betting favorites to win the NBA championship, as they should be right yeah. now, heading into the 2023 season, 2023-2024 season. I will tell you, I do have one, I do have one, I do have one season 
win total bet that I made. I bet the Knicks over. Okay. I bet the Knicks over uh, 44 and a half. Uh, some 45 and a half I still think is good. The Knicks, to me, are, are closer to a 50-win team than a 45-win team this year. I know there are some questions of can they win uh, – can they win with the offense that they had a year ago? Is that sustainable, winning mostly with defense first? Right. I actually think the defense improves, and I like the Knicks to win action. I think they're going to win 50 and be the three seed in the Eastern Conference. So I like them over 44, 44, 44 and a half, 45.5. I think both of those numbers are good. I have 44 and a half in pocket. I like that. Is that the only future bet you made That's for the, the only, NBA? The only, uh, the only other thing I would do right now, and I just want to check the numbers because I didn't bet it, if Victor Wembanyama plays enough games, which I think he will, you only have to lay a short price for him to win Rookie of the Year. Okay. Because Scoot, around plus two fifty, who we saw last year playing Henderson for the G League, uh, the G League Ignite, and then Chet Holmgren's about three to one. Of course, missed what should have been his rookie year a year ago with that Liz Frank injury. Now having his rookie year for OKC, Wembanyama in the preseason. I don't want to overreact to the preseason. We've never seen anything right. like him. He's an alien. The guy is an alien with the with the way he plays, with how big he is, yes. and how smooth he is at the age of 19. Teams are already like specially preparing for him. The Mavericks basically uh I'm gonna I'm gonna make a ridiculous mention here. We remember backyard baseball back in the day. They play on the computer. <laughs> it was like basically they made like a basketball version of Mr. Clanky. That's essentially what they did to have people prepare and basically like lifted it up, a robotic thing to help them prepare for Wembenyama's length. That's going to happen a lot this year. Right. So I think if you can lay a short price with Victor Wembenyama to win the rookie of the year, as long as you're not going north of a dollar thirty, I think that's the the most you can consider laying. I think that's good still. I like it. Assuming he plays enough games. Right. That's the big if with this. All right. I attempted my joke. It was about a three out of a ten. A guy who knows his way around a joke or two, Frank Nicotero, the host of Punchlines. He's going to join us on set next here on Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book. <laughs> Here at the South Point studio, I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is alongside. Oh, look who's in here. Look at me. Look at this. Frank Nicotero, the host of Punchline. Thank you. Yes. And I want to look smart, so I wore my glasses because well, I, mean I, I feel like I, I have to be way on top of my numbers way more when Jeff's around <laughs> and Alex because uh, we, we talk numbers, but we also do goofy stuff too. Uh, but I want to I look, look smart. 
I mean, I mean, street smarts are more important, uh, more important, right, Frank? I've heard that. I've heard that said many, many times. But um, I was just up in my room before I came down, and I'm like you guys. I get alerts sent to my phone. Yeah, I've had at least 14 alerts about Christian Christian McCaffrey in the last one. Yes, he's playing. We get it. Okay, yeah. we don't need to know the degree or whatever. Christian McCaffrey. He, by the way, he has a ripped or a torn oblique. Yes. Okay. Sounds painful, right? It sounds, I was watching Family Guy last night. I sneezed and laughed at the same time. <laughs> I barely made the show this morning to do punchlines. I don't know how he has like a ripped or torn oblique and he's going to play tackle football. Not even flag football like in the Olympics in 28. The guy's going to play tackle football with a ripped or torn oblique. I still have a side pain from last night. <laughs> and it's probably because I ate too much too. I had some Italian food last night from Stallone's. I don't know. It was close by. Did you, enjoy, did you enjoy it? I did. I don't know if it's it's affiliated with uh, Sylvester Stallone, but it was good. It was good food. Just down uh, Silverado. It was right down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But me. McCaffrey's playing, so there you go. Everyone relax. Do you think that's a good move that they are playing him? You know, it's a really good question because <laughs> because he is the be he is the best and most important non quarterback in the league at this point. It's yeah. even Travis Kelsey. To me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, and. and we already saw, we've already seen McCaffrey deal with injuries in his career. He missed a lot of games in Carolina because of a whole assortment of injuries. From the San Francisco perspective, if he, if they think he's healthy enough to play, play him. I have no problem with it. The doctors clear him. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, there's no sense in holding him back. And you know what? One seed's going to be really important this year in the NFC because we saw last year. Yes, I know Purdy ripped up his elbow in that Man, game, and Josh Johnson wasn't ready for prime time. <laughs> he was time. not ready. Um, it, it's. Home field's going to matter potentially in the NFC title game. Yeah. And I know home field in the regular season doesn't matter. Too well, much. you got warm weather San Francisco or cold Philly well, possibly, well, right? Well, I mean, look, at least it's not the summer in San Francisco. It would be a little <laughs> yeah. bit different. If That's it was even that. colder than uh, colder uh, when, Philly yeah. in January. But, uh, you know, I think home field will, will make an impact. And for the Niners, got to win every single game you can. Also, the Niners have an interesting spot this weekend. They play Cincinnati who's coming off a bye. Right. And I have no clue what we're getting out of Cincinnati other than the fact that it feels like Got the cut, got to cut the head off the snake, Frank. Okay. And the league did not do that with Cincinnati. No, they let them live. They're they three and three. Live. They scare. Look, I look at the AFC North standings. As you know, I'm a big Steeler fan, and we are technically well, we're four and two. Uh, obviously, Baltimore has one more game, but you see Cleveland right there, and then you see Cincinnati at three and three, and they scare me more than Baltimore. Actually, I know Baltimore had this great game against Detroit. Detroit came out flat. That was the worst game. I, by the way, that was my big pick of the week last week were the Lions. Oh, so, no. Yeah, I was like, oh, Lions and Tigers and Bears on my. No, I love the Lions. And that, But you know what was nice about it? Because it was over quick. You know, it was like, it wasn't a close game. It wasn't a game-winning field goal. Oh, they were down 28, 35 points right away. So if you're going to fail, fail big. <laughs> Alex, you have a prop for tonight, though, that we have to mention. Yes, I do. I actually took George Kittle anytime touchdown. You can get plus 155. So. In the three games last season when Debo was out and Brock Purdy was the quarterback, he had five touchdowns, including one in each game. So no Debo tonight. I like George Kittle. By the way, um, National Tight Ends Day was yesterday. Yes. He, did, he invented it. He invented it. it. I, yes, I was going to mention that. Exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm looking at him to score a touchdown tonight. Yeah, and I, I, had, I have the same thing because it was National Tight Ends Day yesterday. A lot of tight ends scored. Um, he's over 15, he's 15 and a half receptions, uh, receiving yards, excuse me. And I know Ryan who works on the show. He's the producer of punchlines. He has Kittle on his fantasy team. Still happy about that three touchdown effort earlier in the year. Um, but I liked over 15 and a half. So I think Kittle's, I think he says to Purdy, he's like, look, it's national tight ends weekend. <laughs> I need 50 and a half yards. I need to get in the end zone. I want to pay off for Frank and Alex. So I I'm going with Kittle too. Very good. I, I, what was the number you got one more time on the uh, plus one fifty five? Okay, yeah, I, th I think that especially in a game yeah. with no Samuel in there, uh, probably looking a little bit more to the tight end. Even though I will say, do do fullbacks count as tight ends now, Frank? Are we are we counting them now as? Tight well, ends? you know what, Connor uh, Connor Hayward, who plays for the Steelers, yeah. they label him as like everything: as tight a, end, fullback, slash hybrid he, back. What's that? <laughs> hybrid. He's back. a hybrid back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he he uh yeah he's he's kind of like that. Yeah, I mean the true fullback. I mean, there's not Mike Allstott's not coming back through oh, the door. I don't think, right? Player, yeah. Cover a cover of Madden one year too. I remember that was the coolest cover uh, of Madden was Mike Allstott. So, so I will say this because the only reason I'm going with, going this direction, Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah, he's going to have a bloated anytime touchdown number. Okay, and he's also forty to one to score the first one tonight. Ooh, 
if I'm take if I'm throwing darts and I'm talking about throwing yeah. darts here, guys, <laughs> don't bet don't bet more than just a little pizza money on That's it. Right. Maybe take a little shot on use check to be that first touchdown score at books that have it available. Forty to one, fifty to one. Yeah, that is a good bet. Don't mind that. And speaking yeah, of Monday night, and now Jeff, I know you're a giant Jets fan. We know I'm not that. a giant fan. Oh, a Jets fan. Yeah, giant Jets, Jets fan. Jets fan. Oh. No, giant oh. Jets fan. Oh, okay. Oh, that's no, no. something you should never do, right? A yeah. giant Jets fan. Yeah. They, ah, I don't like the Jets. Oh, oh, you said Jets. All right. Just don't include Giants. You can't say you're a Jet Giant fan. All right. Do you know that today is the anniversary, the 23-year anniversary of the Monday Night Miracle, the Jets versus Dolphins game? So, Did you talk about this? So it's funny. I So – uh, in the studio, right okay. before we start. Oh, okay. PTI, of course. Uh, Love it. Uh, it's on, and they had happy anniversary. Oh, they know, had the rundown at the end. Vinny okay. Testaverde. Yes, exactly. For that exact reason. Of course, the it. Monday Night Miracle. Uh, Jets come all the way back. Good old Jumbo Elliott with the game-tying touchdown now, catch. Now, do you know about Jumbo? So he was the tackle eligible, right? Yes. And this is when Dennis Miller, fellow Pittsburgher, fellow comedian, Dennis Miller goes, you can only hold him down so long. Jumbo <laughs> Elliott from out of the end zone. You're just, you know, you can't stop him from getting the end zone. I, I don't know how many career touchdowns Jumbo Elliott had. I, maybe a couple, but at least, you know, Dennis Miller, he was he was, you know, a lot of people didn't like him on Monday Night Football. Kornheiser didn't like, but I like Dennis Miller. But you know, I was a little too smart alecky, I think, for purists. I have to. There you go. Look at look at you. Look at what you, happened? Ryan McCormick, with the with the box there score from that day, the thirty to seven fourth quarter to get the forty to thirty, get it to overtime at thirty seven all, win it on a John Hall field goal there on the twenty third of. October. And do you know? Do you know what the line was in the game? I looked it up. Go ahead. Jets by three. So it was a push. All that got sided. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. All that all for that. a push. They come back. This miracle comeback. They don't cover. Is that a miracle uh, comeback? I do have to ask you one more thing on yes. this since you brought it up. Is there a more perfect name for an offensive tackle than Jumbo? <laughs> no, Jumbo Elliott. And Jumbo, that's, you know, Jumbo is baloney in Pittsburgh. So that sounds like a real Pittsburgh name. He went to Michigan, I believe, but Jumbo Elliott, like chipped ham and Jumbo. That's what we call baloney in Pittsburgh. It was called, hey, you want some Jumbo? Um, but real quick, a Dennis Miller story, and this just popped into my head. Please. If I have it. So uh, I was lucky enough to be a guest on Dennis Miller's radio show once. And uh, we had some mutual friends in Pittsburgh and, and, you know, he liked being able to talk about the Pittsburgh angle. So uh, I forget how it comes up, um, but he tells me, he goes, you, you want to hear a great story? And it's like, of course, you're going to say yes. So Dennis Miller went to a party. It was for Michael J. Fox's foundation for Parkinson's. And uh, he's walking around. There's a lot of big stars. And Justin, uh, Justin Bateman is there. And Justin Bateman comes up to Dennis Miller, who he had never met. Dennis Miller goes, this is the best opening line everyone, anyone's ever given to me and made me laugh hysterically. Uh, J uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Jason. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Uh, Justine is his sister who was on Family Ties. And Family Ties. Okay. So Jason Bateman, they're at the Michael J. Fox Foundation. He walks up to Dennis Miller. And Dennis Miller's never met him. And he sees Jason Bateman walking at him. And Bateman's got a weird look to him. And he comes up and he whispers to Dennis Miller. He goes, how's it feel to be in the same room with both Teen Wolves? <laughs> Because Jason Bateman was Teen Wolf too, and Michael J. Fox was the original Teen Wolf, and he turned and walked away. And Dennis Miller said he died laughing. Jason Bateman was so just wanted to say, "What's it like to be in the same room with both Teen Wolves?" <laughs> Turns and walks away. He goes, "Greatest opening line." He goes, "I chased him down all night trying." He goes, "I never talked to him again that night." He goes, "I laughed," and he left the party. But I just said, uh, if, if you're my Teen Wolf, I know some people in here remember Teen Wolf, but greatest line. I mean, that's that's a mic drop moment there from Bateman. What's moment? Is, what you're saying? Yeah. It's just, oh, it's a mic it's a, drop. It's oh a mic God. drop without a mic. Without a mic. There. What's it like being in the same room with both Teen Wolves? I mean, that's just. And I grew up on Teen Wolf. We were talking about movies. That that's technically Ryan. That could have been a sports movie because he played basketball. We were talking about our three favorite sports movies today on the show, and uh, we had all sorts of varieties. But Chris Andrews came in and gave us uh, "Here Comes Mr. Jordan," which is an old black and white boxing movie. And I gave The Natural as my all-time favorite. I don't know if you have a favorite sports movie. It's hard to just pick one, two, or three. Hoosiers was a popular one. Uh, um, Bull Durham's Bull Durham and Field of Dreams are up yeah. to Caddyshack if you want to go wacky. Miracle is my favorite. That's my buddy Christian. My buddy Christian loves that movie. Kurt Russell as yes. uh, Herb, uh, God, Herb, uh, Herb Brooks. Herb Brooks, very yeah. nice. Uh, yeah, he loves the speech. Yeah, well, you're a big yes, hockey. Yeah, yes. the speech. He can do the speech. My friend Christian will have several beers and will just break out into the miracle speech for no reason. Oh, well, again, you can bring a whistle into a bar and shout again and not seem like that you're that crazy, right, Fred? 
I mean, that's, that's, that's one of my, that's my favorite scene from yeah. other than the speech. Which it's a great movie. Yeah. It's a great movie. Saying, Oh man, that could, that would, that could be, that could be a whole two hours. Uh, the, uh, the you know, what? I, I'm telling you, we, we, I know we had to like move on. I had I, <laughs> Denny Nagel who played for, uh, we're in the world series of the Yankees. He's mm -hmm. going to be here in studio at punchlines uh, for three shows next week. Nice. And he's bringing some baseball players with him. So it's going to be great. He had, uh, he had uh, everybody's all American with Dennis Quaid. He had did he have Sandlot? No, you had Sandlot, Ryan. I forget what Dennis. Sandlot's good. He had Rudy and Field of Dreams. Yeah, can't, can't, you can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong on Field of Dreams. I think Rudy right. is. Uh, I think Rudy's okay. Oh wow! See, Rudy's still get. See, I, that gets a lump in the throat. I think it's okay. It's okay. I think it's okay. We did have another hockey movie. Slapshot was thrown around. Paul Newman Slapshot, which is a very funny hockey movie. We had all sorts of movies. There was a lot. It's a lot of movies. And I had, I had to admit, I'd only seen Sandlot uh, for the first time only a couple months ago. Oh, wow. I, I know everyone. I know. I've already had people on social media. Hit me up. How did you never see Sandlot? I don't know. I just, I think that's when I started traveling a lot. I don't know what year it came out, but I'd never seen it till recently and I enjoyed it. It was good. It's Rudy's better. But if you want to go Sandlot, I, I, I'm I, telling I, you, if, it's, if they're both on at the same time, I'm you're going Sandlot. Sandlot. I can't Sandlot. believe that. Same. Picking Sandlot. Wow. Uh, Alex is agreeing with me. There we go. Damn. See, so you root well. Root is Rudy tainted because the ending isn't the way it really happened. No, is I, it? I just I thought the movie I, the movie's fine. <laughs> too syrupy, maybe uh, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> just, a, just a wee bit. All right, before before, uh, before yeah. we let you go and and uh, before we say bon voyage for today on a Monday, your Pittsburgh Steelers, dude, are four and two again. I don't how? know. I don't know how. It's literally you know the Steelers. I remember a couple years ago when they started like uh, was it nine or ten and zero. Oh, and they the lost pandemic here. The panda and they were the worst nine or ten. They were barely winning. It's when Ben Roethlisberger could maybe do a two or three step step drop. He had to get rid of the ball or he was going to be killed. This has feelings of that. I mean, I, I seriously look at those AFC North standings and we're four and two. It's kind of shocking. We should have lost to Cleveland. We should have lost to Baltimore. So we're two and zero oh in our division, which is insane. Um, and now we're coming up on three home games. Right? We got Jacksonville coming in. So I, it's just. I don't know. It's it's you know, Chris and I were talking about this. They they don't play in the first half. They don't score in the first half. Pickett has that clutch gene. He's he's led more fourth quarter comebacks, I think, in his first season than any other quarterback. He had two huge ones last year. Got us, you know, uh, almost into the playoffs. So I don't know. Um, it's still Matt Canada. Is he still a prominent offensive coordinator? Yes, but I don't know. Uh, Kenny Pickett has shown that he stays cool under pressure. So. I don't know. Four and two. The over for Steelers. Yeah, there they are. Four and two. Look at that. It still looks weird. Um, I think their over was eight and a half or eight, like eight in Vegas. Seven and a half, eight. Seven and a half, eight. Seven, it's seven yeah. and a half, eight. Yeah, I took it last year and, and won on the last game of the year against Baltimore. I didn't do it this year, but I think they're looking like they're going to hit it. I mean, they're halfway there. I missed a very good bet yesterday, by the way, because I said on the show, the Rams are a first half team. <laughs> they haven't scored very much in the second half, so... Rams first half would have been the play, and then jump in and take the Steelers second to half. Win, yeah, I yeah I take yeah I mean TJ the game changed on the on you know the first set of downs of the second half. Stafford, who I had over half an interception by the way, that was on, and I had Jalen Warren over twenty eight yards and the Steelers to win, so I got three and zero on the Steelers. There we go. Yeah. I know, I know, but as soon as TJ picks that ball off and runs it back, it changed the whole game. I mean, great players do that. TJ Watt looked like a corner on that play, jumping around. The way he read it, I know. I mean, it was just, it was incredible. I was like, what's he doing play? back that far? He's <laughs> unbelievable. Everyone's all over Miles Garrett because he jumped yeah. over a couple guys and blocked a kick. Don't forget TJ Watt still. In my mind, the best defensive player in football. I'm happy you brought up the 2020 Pittsburgh season because yeah. their first loss of the year came on. Remember, that was a COVID-moved game yeah. to Monday because of the, the Raven game on Thanksgiving that ended up getting played a week later. They oh, had to gosh. move the next game. Yeah. Uh, and then Pittsburgh lost that game to Washington. To Washington. Which was the biggest betting game of the year for me because I was all over Washington. Are you serious? That oh. game with Alex Smith of all people. Alex Smith, man. Yeah, that was a bad football team. That was, yeah, that's what sent us down the, uh, the drain that year. Yeah, that but, was a, uh, that was a bad collapse. The yeah, last we weren't, weeks. we were, we were eight and oh or 10 and oh at 11, the time. 11 and oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Even uh, unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> trust me. Awesome. I know my, my girlfriend was very happy because she's a, she's a, well, I almost said the R word. She's a Washington Commanders fan. At the time, it was the Washington they were, football team. No, they were the football, which, by the way, team. wish they would have left at that. 100% great name. agree. Great name. Unique. Yeah. Hilarious great. unintentionally. Yes. Absolutely. Should have kept that, but I know they beat the Steelers. That's all I remember. Damn. Frank, who's on the show tomorrow with you? Uh, tomorrow, we have Spencer McLaughlin, who does a lot of play-by-play -play, uh, here in town. He does all sports, which is perfect for a day like tomorrow with a bunch of sports. 
And then, uh, wait, uh, you're coming in. Yes. I just Alex is coming in. That's right. Tomorrow's <laughs> Tuesday. Right, Alex, I think you're coming in. And then Wednesday, we have Melissa Peterman, who's a friend of oh, mine. Awesome. Uh, yeah, from Young yeah. Sheldon and Reba and hosts a game show. And uh, yeah, we got all sorts of things coming up. And uh, like I said, Denny will be here. We got Tom Glavin phoning in. So we got a Hall of Famer on the show next week. So it's going to be exciting. And Billy Gardell from Pittsburgh will be calling in in a couple weeks. So that's good. Awesome. Calling awesome. in favors, getting everyone on the show. That's, that's great. Frank Nicotero, the host of Punchlines here at the South Point Studio, noon Pacific tomorrow, all the way through Friday, this week, Monday through Friday, when you can see Frank. You'll see Alex on the show tomorrow as well. I will be there. You and I are back on this show on Thursday at 3 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, of course, this has been Sports by the Book for Alex White, for our great crew back there, and Jerry, Ryan, and Sean doing an amazing job as always. Big shout to Vinny as well for joining us yes. to begin the show. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you next time. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio.